And what I realized is that it wasn't me not taking, like not taking things for granted or taking things for granted. Cause I, I did appreciate my blessings, but there was something missing. I knew I was meant for more, but I didn't know what. Midlife is the best season of our lives, but often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, midlifers. Welcome to episode four. Thanks so much for another opportunity to be in your ears. Hey, this is my first episode where I'm interviewing someone telling their BF to AF story. You heard a short excerpt on that just a moment ago. Before I get to that interview with Karen, which I know you're going to find fascinating, I just want to share with you some of the feedback that I'm hearing from people. Now, I don't have any clips or anything to play, but just anecdotally, what I'm hearing from people is that what I shared in episode one around what is midlife was kind of eye-opening, that midlife is not a midpoint in your life and it's not solely determined by age, which, hey, that was a key point that I wanted to get across in episode one. And then the survey results in, in episode two, I heard from a number of people saying, yeah, I, I think I heard myself in some of those survey results. And then in episode three, where I talked about the 80-20 principle, I heard from some people saying, you know, thank you, because I'm one of those that, you know, is, is in that 80% bucket of not being totally fulfilled. And I was feeling kind of guilty about that. And, and the 80-20 principle episode really helped me understand that I shouldn't feel so guilty about that. And that's exactly the key point that I wanted to make in episode three. So I'm glad that that came through and I'm glad to get that feedback. And so, hey, I welcome that feedback. You can hit me up on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I don't do Facebook or email me at Bernie at midlifefulfilled.com. So anyway, this episode is an interview with Karen. As you're going to hear, uh, I know Karen previously, but I hadn't spoken to her in several years. And I don't want to spill the beans on, on her story, but I just want you to know that even though there's an element to her story that I think is fairly common, there's a very unique aspect to her story. And I just wanted to share it with you. So here's my interview with Karen. Karen, welcome to the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. It's great to be here. All right. So Karen, tell me where you are in the age bracket from my survey. So the brackets are 20 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 59, 60 to 74. Uh, I'm not going to read the last one because I know you're not on that one. <laughs> yeah, the 35 to 44. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Sure. So Karen, you and I uh, know each other from your past life, my past life, yes. <laughs> right? And so why don't we begin our conversation? Let's, let's go back in time. Uh, where were you? What were you doing in your work life 
when we first met five or six years ago? Yeah, absolutely. I was at an energy company leading a small team um, in field marketing and demand generation for North America. And we, I was working with a company called Gaggle Amp to run an employee advocacy program. And they actually connected me with you to do a speaking event out at a social media marketing world, I believe it was. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. We used to do back in my past life. I was a co-founder in a company at, at the time and uh, we did a lot of work with Gaggle Amp. And then you're right. You, you and I shared a stage at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. What was that? 2018? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. So, so I knew you in that role and you were the consummate marketing professional. And I just really, you know, I liked you as a person and I respected you as a marketing professional. And then one day, a, a, a totally different Karen appeared. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, so, pretty much. So be, before we spill the beans on that, Karen, mm -hmm. I, I want you to talk about, you know, this is this whole conversation is around before fulfillment to after fulfillment. So what were you experiencing back in your corporate life? Oh, yes, I was experiencing uh, workaholism, which led me to burnout. Um, I, I worked in a lot of toxic cultures uh, over the course of my career. And there were good times and there were bad times. But when the bad times were bad, they were really, really bad and toxic. And, um, you know, the way that I kind of got around a lot of that was just to work harder and work longer hours. Um, when things in my personal life weren't going well, it's no problem. I have a job that needs me. I'm busy. And I would throw myself deeper into work and ignore the problems uh, happening in my life. And I just started to find that I, I felt really guilty at first when I noticed that I wasn't fulfilled because I looked at my life on paper and it was so perfect. It was, you know, happy marriage, um, two beautiful, healthy boys, we had a decent sized house. I mean, I had a Benz in the driveway. I mean, at what I, we had plenty of spending money to do fun mm. vacations. And I just thought, how dare you, Karen, how dare you be unfulfilled and dissatisfied and upset with what you have? You should be grateful for this. This is someone else's dream and you're living it and you're not happy. And wh what I realized is that it wasn't me not taking like, not taking things for granted or taking things for granted. Cause I, I did appreciate my blessings, but there was something missing. I knew I was meant for more, but I didn't know what. So I, I was stuck for several months just with this feeling hmm. like this can't be what I signed up for. This can't be why God put me here. I can't just make PowerPoints to justify my existence to other people <laughs> anymore. This is horrible. Um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. So I felt really hopeless. Hmm. And I drank a lot. <laughs> you know, you, you, you remind me of something that I I've been discussing on the podcast, which is that we have many dimensions of our life, mm -hmm. right? I, in fact, I, I used the example you may remember of a college professor who's a very accomplished college professor, but then her personal life, she's miserable. So how does she answer the question? Are you happy? Right. You know, and you basically just shared pretty much a similar scenario. So, okay. So that was sort of your before fulfillment season. Yes. Um, 
And and you you shared your age is in that bracket of thirty five to forty four. So, did you think that you were going through a quote unquote midlife crisis at that time? Um, initially, no, but that is absolutely how I ended up defining it when I really looked at it. Um, that is what I think was happening. Cause I did a lot of research on it and kept Googling, like, you know, what is a midlife crisis? How do you know if you're having one? And all of the telltale symptoms were me, you know, I was exhibiting all of those feelings and a lot of it actually came as a result of two deaths that we had in the family. Mm. And, um, you know, nothing will get you questioning your existence and why you're here in those deeper probing questions, like, you know, a death. Um, but never mind when it's the end of a generation and you realize your parents are on deck and then guess who's after your parents. Oh, right. Me crap. How did I get here? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so what did you do? Because I know mm. what you transitioned to, cause I've been following you online as I alluded to earlier, even though we haven't had contact for a few years, you know, you've been very, very visible. You've been very active on social media and I've watched you transition. I watched you, I watched the video, Karen, where you announced, you announced to anyone who was following you, what you were doing in this new chapter of your life. Yeah. So why don't you share with our audience what that new chapter was and how you got there? Sure. And thank you for being a, a follower and kind of coming on this journey with me. And I've tried to keep it really transparent. Um, so I had a coworker ask me a question at work and he said, you know, well, if you're so unhappy, what's the one thing you would regret not doing before you die? And I realized that the one thing I would regret doing is not writing my memoir that I had started in 2009. So I started writing my book. And as I started to write my book, my whole world shifted because suddenly I had something I was really excited about. I was creating again. I got to be creative and think outside of the box. I was driving the bus, you know, it was my ship. It was my, mm -hmm. you know, my project and I could call all the shots and I realized as I started putting up boundaries in my life at work for the first time ever that, oh, wow, I do have the power to control my own life. I don't have to ride in the passenger seat anymore. I want to show other women how to do this because I don't want anyone to ever feel the way I have felt and mm -hmm. be stuck the way I've been stuck. So I decided then to get certified as a life coach and ended up leaving corporate. Um, I was laid off in August of 2020. And I was like, this is perfect. This so is you like were writing your book while you were still in corporate then. Yes, I was. Okay. Yep. So were you, did you feel like you were leading a double life? Like you were really passionate about writing the book, but then you were going to work in a, every day in a corporate job. Yes, it was awful. And it was like, I had, a, I created all the social media and all the book under my uh, maiden name, because I was like, I can't let them know I'm writing a book called the ins and outs of my vagina penetrating memoir. Like people are going to freak out if they see this and I might even get fired. So yeah, I have had to live a double life for a good, good eight to 12 months. And even a little bit afterwards, I was nervous to kind of really share everything I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more, unpack more about now the AF, the after fulfillment. Yeah. So you just, you just alluded to the title of your book. Go ahead and repeat that title just so that the listener knows sure. that they didn't mishear you <laughs> and you know, the, the actual title of your book and more importantly, what it means. 
Yeah. Thank you. And I wasn't sure because I never know if people want to talk about this, but it's, um, the ins and outs of my vagina, a penetrating memoir. And it is really a look at the mishaps and misadventures that I've had with my body part over the past 40 years. And it's told in a very comedic way that gives you an inside glimpse into what it's really like to be a woman. And I think it's certainly geared towards women because I think women just get to commiserate and they get to relive their own stories while they're reading mine and maybe even gain some insights depending on your age. You know, certainly if you haven't had children yet, this could be very eye-opening. Um, but then, you know, even for men, like who have no idea what we go through, uh, many of them have read it and really enjoyed it, thought it was funny and learned a lot. Well, I, I haven't read it, but then again, my kids are older, they're adults, they're out of the house. So maybe if they were younger, I might've read it. I don't know. But um, again, I've been following you online and what I really admired about you, Karen, is how you've been really telling your story. You know, how I can, I can absolutely, even though I'm a guy, I can see how women would really resonate to the messaging that you're delivering because it's so authentic. And I can see how so many would say, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I have, you know, some of those issues as well. So yeah. unpack that for us. You know, what, what, what kind of response have you been getting from, you know, your audience, your, your, your following, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said authenticity, because that is probably the number one piece of feedback that I get from people is like, especially the ones who have been with me from the very beginning, when I first set up my social channel, they're like, we saw everything, you know, when you were you know, up late writing, you know, I would take a picture of myself writing and I would share that. And people would reach out to me and be like, well, I want to write a book. You know, how did you find your editor? And just being able to be that resource for people so that they can follow their dreams has been amazing. And then for people who came in a little bit later and really got a lot of the life coaching um, tips and tricks and guidance and have been able to attend some of my programs, um, it's been life-changing for them. And everyone has been very grateful. Now, there are some people, certainly um, family members or friends who are a little like, oh my gosh, is she, is she, is this her midlife crisis? Like <laughs> what is happening here? Um, you know, my sister always jokes. She'll like look online. She's like, oh my gosh, there's my sister talking about her vagina again. Great. Um, so it's, it's a little awkward, I think for some, but you know, it is, it is 100% me and really I, I don't hide anything from, from my followers. So I think people have appreciated that. And, and Karen, as you know, but I'm going to say this for our, our listeners, you know, we did not rehearse this conversation. You don't know what questions I'm going to ask you. Nope. So my next question is tell me about your husband and how, how has he supported you on this journey? Yeah. So it was his idea. So whenever Whoa, he's you're like, kidding me, no. So whenever he says something, I'm like, dude, this was your fault in the first place. Um, so yeah, I was pregnant with my first son and I write all about it in chapter 30, all lubed up with nowhere to go. And I had tried to do this thing with olive oil to stretch out your body, to prepare it for birth. And it went horribly wrong. Olive oil was everywhere. It was a total disaster. And my husband was like, you know what you should do? And I'm thinking, what, what buddy, what advice do you have for me on how I'm going to birth this baby? And that's when he laid it on me. He's like, you should write a book and call it. I don't know my vagina because it's clear. You don't know how this thing works. And so that was it. That was the seed. It was planted. And obviously we changed the title, but, um, that I started brainstorming all these ideas. 
So I started writing this book in 2009 when I was pregnant with my first son and it didn't launch until September of 2021 when I finally was able to bring it to market. Talk about giving birth to a book, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. It's like the longest birth of pregnancy ever. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. So looking back a few years ago when you were in corporate and to where you are now from a BF to AF standpoint, you know, just give us some perspective. You know, how are you feeling now in terms of that fulfillment in, in your life? Yeah. So good. It's such a night and day. It's a 180. And, uh, you know, I've had family members who've been like, wow, you are way less stressed than you used to be. Like I'll go on vacation or visit them and I don't have a laptop and an iPad and a cell phone. I'm not plugged in 24 seven. Um, so in terms of like stress relief, it has gone way, way down. Uh, we also moved our whole family from New Jersey, very, um, urban area to Greenville, but we're outside of it. So it's a more rural area. Um, you know, I don't work Fridays anymore because when you have your own business, you can kind of make your own rules. So I play fetch, you know, in the middle of the day with my dog and I go take him for a walk or I pick up the kids from school. I drop them off. I'm, I'm an active mom, not to ever judge anyone else. Cause you got to do what works for you and your right. family. But right. there just became this point where I was like, I'm missing out on their whole life. What? this isn't the mom I want to be. I want to change this. I want more flexibility. I don't want to have to ask somebody if I can go pick up my kid because they're sick and then be told no, because that literally happened to me in corporate. Um, And I had to leave my sick child at school. So like, you know, those kinds of things, they wear on you. That's not a fulfilling life at all. And now it's like, you know, three times in the last month, my kids have forgotten their computer and I had to bring it back to school. And I didn't have to ask anybody and it was annoying, but it was like, Hey, Karen, this is exactly why you switched your job was so that when these things happen, it's no big deal. Like just do it. So it's been great. And I my, you know, my husband has noticed it too. Like just, Oh yeah. We, we, we noticed things like that, Karen. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Although sometimes he's like, did you have to tell them that? Or like, I'll tell a story on a podcast. And he's like, really? That story? I'm like, sorry. All right. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to get in trouble with your husband. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Um, Well, Karen, you know, as we wrap up here, um, you know, you have a great BF to AF story. Uh, I knew that. That's why I, I wanted you to come here and share it. Any closing thoughts for just anybody, whether it's man or woman, if you want to, you want to gear it towards yeah. women, that's totally up to you on that BF to AF, you know, journey and desires that, you know, most of us experience in life. Yeah. Well, that's just it, right? It's going to hit everybody at some time. The key is to really look inside of you. I wasted a good six to 12 months looking at everyone around me going, well, what should I do? What should I be doing? And looking to them to give me some sort of fulfillment or validation or, you know, figure out what I'm supposed to do when really the whole time I had the answers inside of me and I was just too scared to look at them because I didn't know what that would mean. What does leaving corporate as the breadwinner mean to you and your family? And there's so many ways that you can mitigate the risks and come up with a plan to actually make this pivot and do it in a way that can be profitable. So, you know, if anybody is feeling stuck, of course, you can always check out my website, karenfreeland.com. I'd love to have a chat with you and see if it makes sense to get some support because there's so many lies that we tell ourselves and 
you know, I had a coach who walked me through the process and, you know, it just, it's so helpful to have someone there who can really guide and support you through that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes for this episode, Karen, thank you so much for coming on this episode, sharing your BF to AF story. Uh, I know that uh, many will enjoy it and appreciate it. And uh, just, it's great to catch up with you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So did you enjoy that interview with Karen? I know you would. Hey, there's a few things that I just want to wrap up. Um, kind of my takeaways from my conversation with Karen. Did you notice that she said she felt guilty about not feeling fulfilled? She talked about having a great job, a great family, healthy children, husband, house, a Benz in the driveway, you know, kind of living the dream, but she felt unfulfilled. And she felt guilty about that. And again, I think that's so common for so many of us, especially those that haven't embraced the uh, the 80-20 principle, right? But in her case, she knew that she was meant for more. She said that, but she didn't know what. And she went looking for it elsewhere, like other people. And then she finally figured out that she just needed to look deep inside and, and it was there all along. And also notice that, She's in that age bracket of 35 to 44, which is pretty young. At least I think that's pretty young, right? Because we don't have to be later in life to be going through one of these midlife crises as she admitted that she felt she absolutely was going through that. Now, of course, in the AF after fulfillment, she is fulfilled. She's a life coach. She's a speaker. She's an author. But most importantly, she's a happy mom. And I have no doubt that her husband also appreciates the life change in Karen. And I have to tell you, I'm just so excited for Karen because she has found fulfillment. And I'm really grateful to her for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us. So, hey, if you want to follow Karen, there's a few ways to do that. On Instagram, she is at Karen Freeland. And she spells Karen with an I, K-I-R-I-N, and then Freeland, Karen at Karen Freeland on Instagram. Her website is karenfreeland.com. And then she also has one of those links, those link tree links. I'm going to link that up in the show notes in this podcast player, because it's a little hard to spell it out. It's linkter.ee slash Karen Freeland. So forget that. <laughs> Just go to the, the show notes, open up the, the player right here in the show notes, and you can visit it right there. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Karen Stay tuned for next week's episode where you're going to meet yet another midlifer on their journey and their BF to AF story. It's going to be just as compelling. And I hope that you can glean some insights from every one of these stories going forward that just something that might really resonate with you in your life and hopefully others that you know as well that are in my midlife as well. And hey, as always, I ask that you would share this podcast with other midlifers. I know that's coming up in the closing message that's pre-recorded, but I couldn't resist because I just want to reach as many midlifers as possible. So hey, midlifers, I'll see you on the next episode. But first, stay tuned for this closing message. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. I hope you got some insights, ideas, or inspiration from this episode. Be sure to press the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes. 
If you have midlife friends, and I bet you do, please share this podcast with them. And if you rate or review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, you'll help others discover it. If you need counseling or any other professional assistance in your midlife journey, I urge you to get it. This is Bernie Borges, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. And remember, midlife can be the most fulfilling season of your life. This podcast is a Laser Marketing Inc. production. Oh, 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 oh,